everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Blood, Sweat, and Tone podcast. I am your host, Luis Munoz. We got Chris over here producing the thing. Uh, you can't see him. And then our guest today is Mr. Rod motherfucking Castro. <laughs> we need a little clappy sound, Chris. Okay. Yeah. The, the air, the air, the air, the beep, beep, air horn. Yeah. Or a boo if we don't like them. And then we'll do <laughs> edit it in post and they will never know. But, uh, dude, buddy, how are what you, up, man? man? I'm great. Good so to good to see you always. It's nice to see faces now. It is. I know. When was the last time you saw my face? Uh, because I see you on social media, but in person. In person? It's been a minute. It has been a minute. Yeah. You have a beautiful face. Cheers to science. I got a lot more white hairs in my beard. Why is that? Parenthood. Again. So, Rod just had a beautiful little... Well, you didn't have him. I mean, Denise had him, but... I took part in creating a beautiful little boy. Yes, you did. Yes. And that's incredible. That's insane, dude. That is wild to me. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. (laughs) It doesn't. (laughs) Like the idea of babies being born makes no sense. It's like, dude, it's... I mean, I think it's the most beautiful thing. Like we were talking about earlier. Uh, You know? Badass. Something I, I hope genuinely that, you know, I foresee that in my future. You're going to have twin girls. Oh, man. Girls are... Ah, oh, I mean, dude, I would be stoked. I would be stoked with whatever. Honestly, like, uh, I'm, dude, I would be stoked with whatever. Um, it's like, you know, we've even, like, talked about names. We said Selena. But I don't know if that's too... Selena Munoz. That's cute. So I'll just always call her Salinas. Salinas. <laughs> but you know, more I don't know. Dude, anyways, that's such a weird time. <laughs> this is like let's, this third. Let's, let's yeah. do rest yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, dude, how are you, man? How's I'm how's good, life? Man. I'm good. Life is good. You know, I can't complain. You do have a new baby, which I is do pretty badass. Baby. I have a new baby. And you know, I'm lucky and fortunate to be able to provide for my family even throughout all this um you know i have a 14 year old also who's like a terrorist yeah (laughs) so it balances everything out you know so i i feel like that keeps me humble yeah um well let's start there like honestly like how do you like how do you manage that how do you like how do you stay as if you guys don't know who rod is this is the busiest man that (laughs) i know genuinely dude like every time i see you out you're doing something you're playing for someone you're doing a session you're i don't know you're always doing something which is i mean that's that's the point Uh, you know i guess out here it's just like dude just fuck but like how do you do you how do you manage that like people are wondering like what the fuck like including me i i don't think about how i manage it yeah you know like i really like i also feel like i don't do a lot yeah um, you do do a lot <laughs> <laughs> i think if i sit back and look at like what did i do this month i was like oh i did a lot of stuff but you know i wake up early mm-hmm. and i go to bed kind of late not late, but like old man late. You know, I go to bed like around mm-hmm. 10, 11, 
up at like seven every day. So there's a lot of my day that I really don't spend working. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, a crazy session or a crazy thing takes up, you know, a few hours. Yeah. And then the rest of those hours, I'm with my family yeah. and doing things like that. So I feel like because I sort of just take advantage of as much of the day as I can and try to like, you know, spend time with my kids, spend time with my fiance, uh-huh. like do everything. I feel like I'm, I'm doing okay. Yeah. You know? Um, it's also all I've known for a really long time. Yeah. Like I had a kid before I had a career. So how old were you when you I had was 23 you? when I had my son and I didn't start doing music full time until 2013. My son was born in 2006. So that was, you know, seven years of like being a dad, mm-hmm. working a full time job that was flexible and doing gigs, doing mm-hmm. sessions, hustling mm-hmm. all while and being a full single dad. Yeah. I was raising my kid on my own since he was two with the help of my mom. Like, yeah. God rest her soul. She yeah. was if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have been able to have made a career while being a parent yeah, and while working. Yeah, yeah. So I've always kind of known this life Mm -hmm. before I had a career. So Mm -hmm. once I had a career, it was like, to me, that's just normal. So, you know, I don't see it as like, whoa, I'm juggling so much. I see it as like, this is my life. And if I want to work and I want to be a dad, I have to do both. And so I just do both. Dude, that's wild, man. That's, that's crazy. I mean, I still don't know how you do it, but. (laughs) Like what I tell people all the time, Uh I'm like, I don't know how you do it. And I'm like. Do you get that a lot? Like all the people... time, all the time. They're like, "How do you? How do you do it? How do you do it?" And I'm like, "One, I don't think of what I do mm-hmm. as overwhelming because it's like I said, it's what I yeah. know. That's the norm." But two, you'd be amazed at what you can do if you just don't have a choice. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Do you, um, like, do you? I mean, because I'm always like curious about this. You know, like, dude, I, I'm always like trying to improve myself, and like, like I'm pretty hard on myself it's to like oh i feel like such a fucking piece of shit because i started this thing and i didn't finish it and then now it's just staring me you know staring at me like like and it's just I, I do that a lot and it's like i'm always constantly trying to like i don't know decipher how other people do it you know and i mean it's a double-edged sword because i feel like sometimes it's so dumb but like i'll compare myself to like elon musk or like jeff bezos (laughs) which is like not to think that i'm oh i'm like but it's just like in my head i'm like dude like these guys like like you're you're running these like huge empires like like how do you fucking do that when i'm like struggling with like oh i got a guitar to build and oh i'm running like a repair shop and oh i'm doing it's just like but then like you do break it down it's just like dude like chill the fuck out like it it is a lot what you're trying to do and you're not them. I mean, I also don't see it as, okay, let's, let's break it down like this. Yeah. Compare Steve jobs or Jeff Bezos to a guy who's working at home Depot for Mm -hmm. $10 an hour. That's waiting to get called Mm -hmm. to like move stuff. Mm -hmm. Who do you think works more? So it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, in my opinion, it doesn't yeah. matter how much you're doing. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. what you're doing. And to me, like, you know, like people like Bezos and mm. Musk and, and Jobs, like mm. that's getting struck by lightning, bro. Like there's people who have the same work ethic, who have the same everything, but they just, 
don't have those cards dealt for them, yeah. like where, where that kind of yeah, success, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, but also how many people, like how many people's ambition and everything is in like, I want to revolutionize the freaking world. Like yeah. we don't wake up every day and go, I want to change the world. We yeah. just go like, I want to do what I do, uh -huh. make a good living and, yeah. you know, provide a sustainable life for me and my family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't where their head was at. Yeah. And you read like Steve uh, Jobs' daughter's book, mm -hmm. like it's really dark, man. Like the stuff that she said about him, like how like not involved he was in her life. And like, I remember seeing something about like, he named like, like the Macintosh after mm -hmm. her or something like that, mm -hmm. but he never admitted it to her. And like he had this really screwed up relationship yeah. with his daughter and like, you know, she would live with her mom most of the time and they mm -hmm. were just very frugal, lived mm -hmm. a really normal, meager life. Yeah. And then she would spend some time with her dad and have this crazy lavish life, but no emotional connection with her dad. And I remember the like reading an excerpt saying where she talked about like the first time he admitted because she would ask him, like, did mm -hmm. you name this computer after mm -hmm. me? And he'd be like, no. And, or it might not have been a computer, but something mm. popular in that world that he yeah. named after her. And she would always, he'd always tell her, no, like, don't flatter yourself. Mm -hmm. I didn't name that after you. And then, like, one time they were, like, at dinner with, like, another really f successful, huge person. Mm -hmm. And they asked Steve that. And he, like, said, like, yeah, I did. But he wouldn't admit it to his daughter. He would yeah. admit it to, like, a colleague or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And so I think of, like, that. Yeah. And I just go, man, if that kind of success means that I have to completely get consumed by my career and have zero connection or, yeah. like, my child will have no fond memories of me, yeah. like, bro, I'd rather be doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Dude, I'd rather be Steve Jobs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they want that PJ life, bro. <laughs> How about somewhere in the middle? No, no, I'm just kidding, dude. No, like, dude, the older I get, the more and more I'm like, oh, dude, fuck that. You know, like, oh, not, not fuck that, but like, not at the expense of the relationship that I have with my wife yeah. or my friends or whatever, you know, and it's just like, yeah, it's a, you know, but I feel like that's taken such like um like emotional intelligence or not that like I guess just like the older that I get for me to like really kind of start to understand that. You know, dude, when I moved out here when I was 25, I was like, "Oh, bro, I'm going to be the next slash, dude. Just you watch, you know." And it's just like and then now, you know, dude, I'm 37 and it's just like now you're going to be working on guitars and building for something. Yeah, and, it's, and dude, it's cool. It's rad, you know? Yeah. It's just like, it's it's like, oh, like, you do see these stories. And, like, even, like, working with people, like, in the industry, you know? It's just like, damn, you've accomplished so much, and you don't seem happy, you know? And it's just like, dude, you just fucking pulled up in, like, a fucking Lamborghini, and you still don't seem happy, like... Mind you, like, I still want that Lambo, but, <laughs> like, it's, bro, like, I get it. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's, it's, bro. like, dude, like I said, like, now I, like, it's cool to see you and, like, you know, posting pictures of, of your son. It's, like, oh, that's rad. That's yeah. super cool, you know? Like, yeah, that's it. I mean. <laughs> that's... So, like, 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 the, do you ever see that movie Soul? Yes. Okay. It's a good movie. One scene in that movie, like shook me to my core did you cry no i didn't cry but i loved uh, that movie i cried i cried when i watched coco on an airplane by myself 
I'll gladly admit to that. The scene where like he was singing with a grandmother. I was, yeah. I, oh. I, I wasn't like bawling, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was like an Indian when they watched something literally. Yeah, some yeah. Little, single tear came down my eye. <laughs> but there was this one scene in Soul where like he finally gets back in his body, gets the gig, plays the show, uh-huh. and he walks out, and like you know he just got his dream gig, mm-hmm. played his first show, and you know he was just like, I've been dreaming about this moment. Yeah. And I don't feel any different, Mm -hmm. you know? And then the girl that he was playing with, the saxophone Mm -hmm. player, she's like, let me tell you a story. And she's talking about how she's like, there was this young fish who went up to an older fish and was like, I'm looking for this thing that they call the ocean. Mm -hmm. And the older fish looks at the younger fish and is like, you're swimming in it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, this is water. What I'm looking for is the ocean. And she just walks away. And I was just like, fuck. (laughs) And like the reason why that hit me is because, you know, before I started having the success that I was having a few years ago, I was so convinced in my head that like, man, if I just got one big gig, if I had one big artist under my like belt on my resume, like that's, that's all I need. I'll Mm -hmm. be so happy. I'll Mm -hmm. be so set. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, you know, 2018 started working with Beyonce. And then shortly after that, whole slew of other artists came and I didn't feel any different. Yeah. Like even when work got to the point where like I was like comfortable, I didn't stress about money anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't feel any different. And it's this crazy kind of like almost like, I wouldn't say sadness, but like almost like a letdown when you realize that like what you created as these goals, you finally get them and you spend so much time chasing that goal and not trying to cultivate happiness. And when that goal doesn't bring you happiness, you're like, what now? You know, so the past couple of years of my life that I've had these very consistent and great gigs, I'm not chasing gigs. I'm not chasing any of that. It's there. It's been there. I'm trying to like find the time to enjoy my life, mm-hmm. fix the things at home and in myself so that I can just appreciate mm-hmm. everything. And that's really what I've been doing for the past yeah. couple of years. And like, you know, it's, I find my moments where I'm happy yeah. usually involves a couple of drinks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, cool. Like, this is great. Those moments that I'm sitting in my front lawn with this mm-hmm. little baby and he's just cute. And I just got in this nice little tent. I'm like, I never yeah. had anything like that. You realize yeah. how spoiled you are? Yeah. And like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is great. Yeah. Dude. Wow, man. That's, that's pretty deep. It's true. Yeah, man. That's, that's rad. I mean, you know, it's just like, I mean, I, dude, I don't know. It's like, I don't even know if I should say this, but. Say it. It's your podcast. <laughs> First and last. <laughs> After what we said earlier. Um, no, um, the, you know, like, dude, I've, I mean, kind of same thing. It's like, it, it, it's kind of crazy to, to think of like how many, and I've probably said this to you in like passing and stuff like that, how it's like realizing, you know, similar things. It's like, you know, you, you set goals for yourself and, you know, I work hard towards them and you attain them and it's kind of like, okay, cool. Fuck it. Now what? Okay. Keep, keep going, keep pushing, keep going, keep, you know, it's just like, and you know, like kind of similar things. Just like, dude, if I can just, if I can just get like a 
a big name like that's just gonna throw my name out there and it's like dude i know like that's it you know and whatever but i you know i don't know it's just like now it's i guess what i'm trying to say and and like i'm trying to dance around it it's like you know, i've met enough successful losers in this industry that i'm like dude not at that ex not at that cost man it's just like you look really like i used to think that that's what it meant and it's so cheesy because you hear this so many times like from so many people and jim carrey was the first one i heard it from do you remember what he used to say i i think i remember one of my favorite things he said he's like i wish everyone could get rich and famous so that they could see how happy it doesn't make them yeah fuck that's deep bro yeah dude that's i mean and he has that whole story was just like, you know, like he wrote himself like that $10 million check and then like... Put it in his parents' yeah, grave when they died. And then yeah, and did all that stuff and then it just, it happens, you know, and it's just like, yeah, man, there's a lot of truth to to all that stuff. And I mean, I don't, I don't know, it just sucks that I feel like, yeah, when you don't have it, you, you put so much emphasis on it, you know, and then it's just like, yeah, dude, you start making a little bit of money and it's just like, oh, this is cool, this is cool, but... I mean, I, I feel like I I I I kind of been thinking about this like recently, which is like I feel like I've spent the last seven years of my life. Like when I was thirty, I don't know what happened, but like something changed in me. Like I was like, "What am I doing? What are we doing here?" You know, and like really kind of started to like I don't know, just be more present of like just my life and the people around me and and the people in my life and like just being more aware and then just kind of starting to realize like oh did i like who picked these metrics of what defines success did i or did somebody you know and it's it's not even like malicious like oh it's this big conspiracy which is like it's i think it's just society just kind of does its thing and then we kind of just fall in place and and that's it and it keeps going and you know like um but i think it's just that it's like realizing like oh like maybe that used to mean success to me when i was 25 but now that doesn't and it's just like well, what is success to me now? You know, and really thinking about that. And like I said, yeah, it's like, dude, I'm 37. And it's like, I feel like I've spent the last. We're the same age. We are. Where year were you born? February 8, 1984. Okay, I'm 83. So I'm a year older than you. I'll be 38 in 11 days. Oh, dude. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. My whole takeaway from that is I think it's great to have goals. It's important to have yeah. goals. But like just have fun while you're working yeah. towards them. But it's so hard it's like I said it's like when you're a kid and like dude I was just home in Texas in El Paso and it's like How was it? Oh dude amazing. You know and that's the thing too it's just like you appreciate where you're from more and more. You appreciate what you have. I appreciate my parents so much more now. Like, you start to understand that everything is temporary. Life is temporary. And, dude, someday they're just not going to be there anymore. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, dude, my 
mom calls me, I don't give a fuck what I'm doing. If I'm with a client, something, dude, I answer. I, it, it's like I'm at that point where it's just like they mean everything to me, you know? And it's just like, and like my friends, my brother, like, like these, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool place to be in, you know? But it's just like meeting certain friends at like, it, not judging, like it sounds like I'm being judgmental, but it's just like, like, oh, I feel like I went to LA and it didn't work out the way. I thought it was, but it, it's okay though, because it, it, that's part of the game. It's just like, dude, you go, you lose yourself, you get uncomfortable. Like that's where growth is. Absolutely. You know, and it sucks. Like the shit that I had to go through, the shit that you probably had to go through. It's like, but you get through it and it just, it makes you a better person. Like you appreciate everything more, man. And it's fucking cool, man. It's just like. I mean, dude, this podcast, it's just an excuse to hang out with, like, my favorite people. You know what I mean? And it's because, like, I feel like I always have these conversations with, with you, regardless if we had a, a yeah. camera or a, a, what the fuck is a camera? A camera. <laughs> my Mexican's coming out, bro. I'm that whiskey's hitting you. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's like, regardless if we have a camera or a, or a mic or whatever, it's just like, you know, to talk to you. And it's just like, God damn, bro, we've been talking for an hour, dude. It's like. It's already been an hour? No, 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 no. Just like in general, like you know, when like I feel like you, I'm breathing on this mic. I'm gonna move it more this way. Okay. Before, um, you know, it's just like, man, I should just like, and that's the thing too. Is it's like I feel like there's a lot of people that can learn from this stuff, Absolutely. you know. And it's just like I, I, I feel like someone like you, Rod, like, dude, like you work so much again, like, but in a good, like, you get so many great gigs. You get so many fucking endorsements. Like, you're just doing your thing, man. And it's just like, you know, like, there's people probably looking at you like, how the fuck is that guy doing it? Like, It's weird. It's weird when people, like, actually, like, say that mm -hmm. to me, people I don't mm -hmm. know and stuff. But, man, it took me fucking forever to mm -hmm. get to where I am. Yeah. Like, I want to say that, like, I started playing guitar where I was like, I want to do this. Keep in mind, whoever's watching this, mm. we're old school. When we started playing guitar, there was no YouTube. There was no internet. Dude, I was just telling Moa, <laughs> I remember going to the grocery store to buy, like, guitar, guitar player magazines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like, how you would <laughs> learn how to play riffs, because you'd oh, have the little dude. tabs underneath. It's like, okay, even, like, when internet did exist when I was, like, 16... Yeah. But it was dial-up, yeah. and there was no YouTube. Yeah, there was, like, no, none of that existed, no, no, you know? No. So, like, I didn't go to school for music. I didn't know. I hate the fucking word networking, but yeah, I didn't know yeah, what networking yeah. was. Most people do. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I was just, like, you know, when I started playing guitar, I was, like, I want to be in a punk band. Yeah. So I was in a punk ska band. My really? first band was a ska band. All right. This interview is over, everyone. <laughs> 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 you would hate ska music, but you also hate families. I so <laughs> I hold that against you. <laughs> I remember one time, I don't know what we were in your old place before you had yeah, this nice yeah, fancy yeah. place yeah, before yeah. you were all chingon. Yeah. And you're like, you just made a comment about something you're like, I fucking hate families, man. Dude. And I'm like, who says that? <laughs> <laughs> you meant it too. I did. I can't remember what we were talking about, but it's just like at that moment. Certain you meant families, it. You meant it. Um, 
But so I started out in like a ska band, you know, uh -huh. and like I was, I think, 14, 15 when I started my first yeah. band. I'd been playing for three years and I was just like, in my head, I was like, we're going to get signed to Epitaph and we're going to tour with like voodoo glow skulls and real big fish yeah. and I'm going to play warp tour and I'm going to be yeah. famous and successful yeah. and like had zero idea that those bands didn't make any money yeah. and that that was just like, you know, it was very much a labor of love, you know, and the bands I was in were good, but nothing ever came of it. And, um, you know, I like had zero schooling, nothing mm -hmm. whatsoever. I still to this day don't know how to read music. Mm -hmm. In my head, I don't know theory. Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, I don't know what I'm doing on guitar. Like I know what sounds cool, mm -hmm. but I also feel like I just play the same shit on everything that I'm playing. And, and this is the moment that Rod lost all, lose his all my gigs. gigs. <laughs> but the thing is, I'm very open about that. Yeah. And I tell everyone that and yeah. yet people still hire me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say no. Yeah. But. My point being is that when we were young and we were starting out playing, we had no guidance. We had yeah. no direction on guitar unless we went to a music school or unless you bought those Mel Bay books yeah, 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 that yeah. like taught you chords and yeah. how to play like folk songs yeah. and stuff. We were really on our own. We didn't yeah. have the resources yeah. we have today. So when I was 23, that's when I did like my first legit session. Uh -huh. And that's when I was just like, okay, I want to make a living out of being a session guitarist. What was it? Do you remember? What was what was your first session? Okay, so rewind a little bit. Uh, uh, I was about 19 or 20. Ska band didn't work out. Ska Thank band God. didn't work out. Uh -huh. It turned into like a post-punk, screamo-ish kind of band. Oof. I know. Yeah, no, yeah, not yeah. screamo, but it was like kind of in that vein. For um, sure. And we ended up being in a band with an actor named Tom Sizemore. He was in like Natural Born Killers, Black Hawk Down. He was like in all those war movies. Uh -huh. And the dude's crazy. Like I was living with him when I was like 19, 20. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a mansion in Beverly Hills. I haven't talked to him in a long time. Yeah. I'm grateful for the guy. Mm -hmm. He'll admit that that was a crazy time mm -hmm. in his life. A lot of drugs, a lot of prostitution, a lot of yelling, and me in the back room just like, hey, man, I'm just here to play guitar. And as a kid, so I grew like I was like, you know, lived with them for a while. And I was writing music for this band. And then um, we were in a rehearsal studio at Nightingale's in Burbank. Oh, I don't know if you've ever been to Nightingale's. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's how long it's been there. Yeah. I've been rehearsing there since I was yeah. like 14. Um, and we were in another room next to us were a couple members of some of my favorite bands, Soulfly, Snot. Mm -hmm. Like really cool, yeah. like badass metal yeah, bands yeah, that yeah. I grew up listening to. And so I saw one of the guys, his name is Mikey Doling, super cool. I was like, dude, you're Mikey Doling from like Snot and Soulfly. Like I'm stoked to meet you. I kind of talked to him for a bit. He's asking me what I was doing. I said, oh, I'm in a band with this guy, Tom Sizemore. He's like, uh -huh. I totally know Sizemore. I love his movies. So he comes into our rehearsal I spot. love his parties. <laughs> <laughs> I love his parties. He comes into our rehearsal room, listens to the music. I had been writing the music. And... He's just like, I love the sound. Like, I want to produce your guys' record. So he produced the record for us. Um, the drummer at the time that was playing with us is my good friend, Lester Mendoza. I don't remember what exactly happened, but he ended up not being in the band anymore. Mm -hmm. But funny enough, with him, this will like, we're jumping timelines right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, with him, I recommended him to the studio that I was working at a while back. He got the job there, ended up engineering Lemonade and won a Grammy. 
Beyonce stole him from that studio, uh, basically, and yeah, yeah, yeah. he and stole him, but he gladly uh, yeah, joined yeah, yeah, their yeah, crew, yeah, yeah. became their engineer, has been their engineer forever. He's the guy who brought me into Beyonce's camp. Got so it. it was like a lot of like tag teaming, like, For you know, sure. but it was really cool of him uh-huh. to do that. I didn't expect that. Uh-huh. He's my dude. I love him. I still work with him all the time. Um, but he was the drummer in that band. Mm-hmm. For some reason, he ended up not being in the band, probably because Tom was crazy. Yeah. And they brought a session drummer uh-huh. into that to do the record. And he ended up being a good friend of mine named Michael Taylor. Incredible drummer. One of my mm-hmm. favorite drummers I've ever played with to this day. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, you know, yo, man, like you should do you should do gigs. And I'm just like, how? Like, I don't know. Yeah. How do you get gigs, you know? And he's like, all you got to do is learn music. Mm-hmm. You don't have to read music. All you, People send you songs. Mm-hmm. You learn them. You play them. You do a good job. You get paid. And I was like, cool. So he recommended me for my first gig. Uh-huh. And it was... Uh, a guy named Randy Amata. I don't know if you know Randy Amata. He's a keyboard player. He runs the Tuesday Night Jams at the Federal still to this day. No. Killer, killer keyboard uh-huh. player. I've known him forever. I still see him. And I tell everyone, like, Randy got me on my first gig uh-huh. when I was like 22 years old. Yeah. He got me on my first gig. Mm-hmm. And it was like a blues artist. I was playing guitar. Super fun. And I like, that was the first time that I got paid to play music live. And I was just like, Whoa. you're going to pay me? <laughs> To do what I've been doing for free for the past 10 years. <laughs> you don't understand. That's, that's, I was in ska bands. <laughs> like in my head, I'm like, you're going to pay me to do this. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And so I did a bunch of gigs with her. Do you remember how much you got paid? I think I got paid like 150 bucks or 200 bucks. Well, you're still not. That's pretty good. For your first yeah. gig? Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. So I was like, crazy. Yeah. And then... I don't know what my second or next gig after that was, but I started getting involved with friends who had labels, who produced other artists. Uh-huh. And I just started kind of, I ended up being that dude uh-huh. who would like be at a gig and I knew all three artists and I was playing with all three artists that night and they would just like all play shows together. Mm-hmm. So I was like, everyone kind of shared me as their guitar yeah. player. And that's how I got into it. Dude, and then um, I ended up uh, being in like a hip hop band was doing a record at the studio with Skip Sailors, and that's what ended up leading to the Beyonce stuff. Mm-hmm. And the guy there was a total asshole, Skip mm-hmm. Sailor. I love him to death. Mm-hmm. He's like my uncle, mm-hmm. so I have no problem mm-hmm. telling him, hey, Skip, I love you, but when we first met, you were a fucking asshole. Yeah. And That's his name? Skip Sailor? Skip Sailor, yeah. This dude like engineered, like worked on Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, Guns oh, and Roses, hey, Tom Skip, Petty. Hey, Skip, I love you, buddy. <laughs> Fuck this guy over here. <laughs> Tom Petty's, like, Damn the Torpedoes. Like, he, uh-huh. like, in the 70s and 80s, the dude was crushing it. Uh-huh. And he had a, he has a beautiful studio in Northridge, yeah. home studio. And um, I ended up becoming his session guitarist after this, mm-hmm. like, grueling sessions mm-hmm. where he was making me do takes over and over and over. I think he did it just to see what mm-hmm. my breaking point was. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just kind of dealt with it, and uh-huh. I took it like a bitch. And uh-huh. he was just like, at one point, made a comment. I was like, yo, man, like, I made you do all this shit. And he's like, and you, you held on there. Yeah. I put your nose to the grinder. Yeah. You held on yeah, there. Yeah. I was like, okay. And he's like, I'm going to start calling you for stuff. Yeah. I was like, cool. So that became how I, mm-hmm. that's how I became yeah. a session guitarist, was working with this guy who used to do sessions back in the 70s. And he's very old school. Mm-hmm. And he kind of embedded that old school mm-hmm. session mentality into me which i think is the reason why i'm such a proficient studio mm-hmm. guitarist and why people are just like whoa like that was really quick yeah. you did this really quickly uh-huh. because i was 
sort of trained and mentored yeah. in a really rough way. It wasn't yeah. like Mr. Miyagi. This yeah. dude was like yeah. getting me on horrible Cobra sessions. Kai, dude. <laughs> yeah. It was like Johnny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but I, I appreciate him so much. And then yeah. he ended up getting me on great sessions. He got yeah. me on some Bobby Brown stuff, uh-huh. Snoop Dogg, like Too Short, yeah. E40. Like he was yeah. doing all these West Coast yeah. rappers. I was doing all their sessions. Yeah. And that's how I learned uh-huh. to be a session guitarist fucking crazy man you i think you've just broken the heart of like every mi and <laughs> berkeley fucking kid that's like Ooh. sorry chris chris is a berkeley berkeley kid but uh no i mean dude it's like you're one of those guys that like i remember when i saw playing because like i doubt you see me playing it fucking jam card oh is it a jam card thing yeah yeah that okay. was the first I, remember, I think i went up to you i was like dude like which one was it was it the Tower Records one, or was it before that? I think it was the one at MI that that. Okay, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever they, it had a stupid name. Whatever the fuck it was called, but um, the live I, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was trying to work with them, and <clears throat> I was like, uh, at the time, you know, I was just like, because I still didn't have the shops. So I was like, yeah, I'm just trying to find like creative ways to kind of like you know, promote myself and like throw my name out there and stuff like now, that. Now, were you trying to promote yourself as a tech at this point or a guitarist? As a tech, okay. As a tech, but uh, yeah, I guess I, I, I approached this story. I'll, um, I'll pre, I'll, I'll go back to that. But that's the first time I saw you, because they had the big fucking screen TV thing, and we walked in, and um, I already met the guys, and it's like, oh, just come by tonight, just come check it out or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, yeah. Um, so I went there just, just to kind of just check it out, you know. It's just like thinking like, oh, maybe I can do a vendor thing. You know, and like I said, like set up a station and like do, you know, like free restrings and shit. I am so fucking happy that did not happen because, <laughs> oh my God, dude, that would have sucked. Yeah. That would have sucked. Um, you would have been in a hole. Oh, oh dude, it, it would have just, it would have just like free, you know what I mean? It's just like, but it's one of those things just like, you know, ideas like, you know, just you're trying to figure out yourself. You probably just put it on the floor. I'll hold on to it. Um, do you want you want a little bit more? Do I get a refill? Yeah, yeah, dude, let's do it. Chris, you don't have to pause it, dude. We can just keep going. Thank you, Chris. Um, sweet man. And, um, dude, no, just go through the front. Fuck it. Who gives a shit? It's fine. Yeah. This, um, is, this is real, bro. This yeah, is this real. is real, this dude. This no Hollywood podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, dude, I saw you shredding. I was just like, fuck, man. I, I always feel play. like I played like shit at those things. Dude, I've, I mean, that's the thing. I don't know, man. It's just like, there was just a thing about you playing. Certain people just, they just got a, they just got a vibe to it, man. Thank you. Do this in front of the camera too. Yo, Tin Cup. Tin Cup. Come on, y'all. Starring Kevin Costner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're talking about, here, I'll, I'll do a little. Do, a do you little have a deal with, with Tin Cup? No, but we will though. Especially after this. Yeah, exactly. Um, Cheers, buddy. I got kids. <laughs> we'll bring the kids here dude we'll have a whole family party dude but yeah like f- for some reason those jack like, i love jam card mm-hmm. elmo's mm-hmm. christian jack those are all yeah. really good friends of mine and i've been with them since like day one they launched yeah. it i love what they do but those events scare me because the type of musicians they have mm-hmm. are these like crazy shredder chops like blow you away and i'm not that yes but i think that's why like because they get a lot like i feel like a lot of people in that world like it's like the gospel lead like super like 
jammy. You know what I mean? It's just like, but it all at some point. No offense to any of like those players, but like it, it all at some point just sounds the same. Like it's just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Like I see what you're doing there. You know what I mean? It's just like, and I can't tell the difference between you and the other last guy that was playing. Um, and again, I get it. It's just a style, you know. So it's like it's pretty refreshing. Like I, dude, again, like the fact that I was like, I noticed you when like you were playing. I was just like, fuck, man. Like, like I just want to go up to you and just like just tell you. It's like, dude, you fucking did a good job. And yeah, then we know. started talking or whatever. And I was just like, oh, like I'm a guitar tech or whatever. And I remember, I mean, dude, I we joke about it, but you know, it's <laughs> I give you shit because like you were like, oh yeah, thanks, man. But like I do my own setups. I was like, this bitch, <laughs> fucking bitch, bro. I was like, yeah, but trust me, bro. Like, I said that? Yeah, dude. Yeah, you're like, oh, do you want to say so, Dude, regardless, I gave you my card. I was like, dude, just take my fucking card. Like, stop being a bitch. Come on, man. And uh, and that was it. And then I saw you again because my wife, Moa, was doing a thing at Gibson. At, at the NAM. I remember that. And That's when we, like, there. became homies. Yes. And I was just like, oh, there's that fucking guy. I got to go fucking talk and to I this guy. And I remember Moa had, like, a leg injury. She broke and her my foot. fiance, Denise, yeah. was telling uh -huh. her some yoga yeah. stuff yeah, to yeah, do yeah, yeah. that yeah, ended yeah, up yeah. helping yes. her. Yes. Oh, dude, big time. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, she took these, um, I don't know, some... Some kind of supplements yeah, or something, something like, or like whatever. collagen or something like that. Yeah, yeah. something. And um, but yeah, and I was just like, oh, dude, we just started talking or whatever. And then like, I think you hit me up like a few weeks after that. I think at that point, when I said I did my own setups, uh -huh. I meant like I handled my own action and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. That was about it because I didn't know how to do trust rods <laughs> yeah. or anything. So maybe I came off yeah. cockier than I meant to be. Yeah, yeah. But I remember what made me call you is I had just gotten that signature guitar from Master Craftsman. Mm, and I was yeah. like, this thing isn't feeling uh -huh. right. I don't know what it is. I can't yeah. figure it mm -hmm. out. Can you take a look at it? Yeah. And that's I think that was yeah, the yeah, first yeah. guitar you worked yeah. on for me. I was like, Oh, what is this thing you're bringing me? Okay. And you ended up like shaving off some of the wood oh, that the bridge. You, you, yeah. you went to town on that one. I did, man. But it was, you know, it's just one of those fucking things where it's just like, anyways, that's where I first met you. But what I was going to say was like, at some point, because I went to MI, I did the, um, the performance thing for like a year and then I hated it. I was like, fuck this. This is not for me. Like, like despised it despised it like uncomfortable like dude i would get anxiety when like you know and it's just like and they i get it dude i get it. it's like but they would push you like oh you know you need to go do auditions and all these things it's just like dude and you know and it was crazy because i did do a few but dude i was so fucking broke like it's not even like counting dollars dude to the like i was at that level and i remember like I went to go do this like audition like one of my teachers like he was able to get me like on one of the Katy Perry auditions. Dude, I remember like I showed up and dude like shitty like whatever I had dude like dude I didn't have fancy clothes I didn't have anything dude I literally showed up with my guitar and my shitty ass fucking pedal board and your mustache and my sh fucking no dude I don't think I had a mustache dude I was such a bitch dude you went along with it like oh, and my mustache dude dude it's just like I know but I was like dude I, I think Chris, I was how good was that oh dude it's so funny man dude I show up and it's just like, I think that was the first time I understood what the industry was. I walked in, dude, I 
practice. What was that fucking song? I kissed a girl. Oh yeah. And I loved oh, this was it. early Katy Perry. Dude, this was like, like no, I think she already had songs, but that was the song that they were like doing, you okay. know. And I was just like, dude, it's not a difficult song. How long ago but was this? 2010, 2011. Okay. 2000, uh, around there, dude. It's like, but I remember it's like somewhere in bumfuck North Hollywood and whatever, dude. Like, I remember I, and dude, I was working full time and dude, I took the whole fucking day off. And anyways, I remember I showed up and I was just like, so determined. I was like, this is going to be my gig. This is going to be my fucking gig. I practiced this one fucking song all week this is it like you know and i had like some cool little things dude i remember i showed up and it was like oh it's very oh these guys already know the md and oh everyone's saying hi to each other and everybody knows each other and oh this is my line where like nobody knows each other and it's like whatever you know show up you fucking play it it's like okay cool thank you you know Get the fuck out of here. It's just like, oh, wait, uh, we didn't even get to the whole song. It's it's so, like, tacky, like, but it's just like. So you're saying you didn't get the gig. Dude, oh, fuck no, I didn't get the gig, bro. But it's just like, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, dude, I did not definitely did not get that gig, bro. <laughs> did not get that gig. But it was just like. I get it. Cool. These guys are, like, here to audition. Like, they, they are. They're they've already they're already playing for other people. They're like everybody knows each other. Like the MD knows these guys by name. Like ah, I get it. This is not an audition. This is like a thing that they sold to MI for like, hey, we fucking and that's what it was. It's like we guarantee like ten s slots for like MI students. Like just to be able to say for MI. It's like, to, a, it's like a courtesy audition. Yes, exactly. That sucks. You just broke my fucking heart, but that's what it was. Exactly. I broke your heart. You're the one who said it. But you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, so, and then it's just like understanding, oh, this is what. And then like really thinking about it, like, look, the few gigs that I did, like the few artists that I played with, like I didn't enjoy it. It was not pleasant to me. I did not have fun. And I always say this to like to people it's like, dude, guys like you, guys like Johnny, guys, like other clients that like do the sessions, like, dude, I have so much respect for you guys because I it just it wasn't in me. It was not in me. And anyways, I'm trying to tie it to like seeing you play and seeing guys like Johnny play, like Johnny Gomez, who you guys saw on the other episode um thinking oh if i want a gig with beyonce i have to go through guys like you yeah that's not gonna happen <laughs> fuck that you can have that gig and go fuck yourself <laughs> like that's it you know but in a very freeing way and then understanding i am not passionate about like not to that extent there's guys like you that exist that can play like you that are driven like you yeah i I'm good. Like I'd, uh, I'd, and it's not like I'm. It's like I am passionate about what I do. With what I do, wait, does that make that any makes sense? Perfect sense. You know what I mean? It's just like, dude. Yesterday, a whole fucking day to do one fucking setup, 
one fucking setup. Like, I'm not going to charge this person more because, oh, it took me a whole day. It's just like, I obsess over this shit. You know what I mean? And understanding like, oh, this is what I'm passionate about. Like, I enjoy playing guitar. I love playing guitar. But I want to do my own thing. I want It's just like, and whatever. If, if you know, like if, if it doesn't work out, if, if I can't make it, obviously I'm not. But it, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm super passionate about this stuff now which is cool, you know, but yeah, man, dude, it was like, uh, that was like the first thought I remember, like, and it's not a bad thing, like seeing you play at that jam card thinking like, yeah, there's guys like that dude that exist out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> like, See, you know what I mean? It's crazy for me to hear that, man. Like, because so I have what I like to call I, I combine it. I switch it around. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I call it performance dysmorphia mm -hmm. or talent dysmorphia or success dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. So you understand what dysmorphia is, right? Yeah. So like people who have body dysmorphia are yeah. like, you know, cheerleaders who yeah. are like rail thin who think they're fat kind of thing. Um, I, you know, like those jam car things mm -hmm. and like even like the boba thing that I did with Joshua mm -hmm. Ray Gooch a couple of weeks ago. While I was playing my parts and doing everything, mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, everything I'm doing, I have it under a microscope. I'm like listening everything and I'm like, wow, I'm really sounding like shit right now. Mm -hmm. Like I'm making a fool out of myself yeah. on stage. Like maybe it's not horrible, but it's not good. And mm -hmm. it's certainly not good compared to everyone else around mm -hmm. me that can play. Mm -hmm. And like the whole time I will just kind of not be having fun during these moments where I'm like soloing and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I'm just thinking wow, I really sound like crap right now. Like, I'm going to end this early mm -hmm. and just kind of go back to just mm -hmm. the cool, ambient, mm -hmm. my safe zone, uh -huh, you know? for sure. And then, you know, like, I won't say anything or I'll, like, kind of just go to be like, yo, man, that was so much fun. Like, I'm really not a jammer, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, thanks for letting mm -hmm. me come here and, like, try to keep up yeah. with you guys. Like, uh -huh. that's yeah, yeah, yeah. my humility covering yeah. my insecurity, uh -huh. you know? And then... You know, someone will post a, a story of me playing during that section, and I'll listen to it, and I'll be like, mm -hmm. that sounds fine. It's like, I'm the fucking best. <laughs> no, no, no. I, never, I certainly won't <laughs> yeah. say that, but I'll be like, that sounded pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. what is going on in yeah. that moment where this sounds uh -huh. like garbage to mm -hmm. me? And then, like, I listen back, and I'm like, that sounds fine. Mm -hmm. It's fucking weird. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's like the... I mean, you, you hear this a lot, like the imposter syndrome, like... Absolutely, 100%. Because everybody suffers it. Yeah. Suffers from it. Everybody. Bro, it, like, got even worse when I started doing bigger gigs. Like, when I started... Because, like, with Beyonce, it started, like, I did one show with her. Mm -hmm. And I'm not her touring guitarist. Yeah. Like, I'm not her live guitarist. Yeah. It's a girl named Ari O'Neill, and she's uh -huh. great. I haven't met her, but she's awesome. Uh -huh. But I do a lot of her studio stuff, yeah. and I'll do, like, one-offs with mm -hmm. her. Like, I did Kobe Bryant's Memorial with her last mm -hmm. year, which was insane. Yeah. And, like, so that gig I did, and, you know, like, I'm sitting on stage, me and, like, this girl who's, like, practically my sister, Victoria Theodore, plays mm -hmm. piano. We start out the whole set, just her and I. Mm -hmm. It's a really cool thing. I think oh, we started yeah, it with a song called EXO. <laughs> but, okay, so we're playing... Staples Center is packed mm -hmm. and it's filled like the whole like, you know, like the lower area where they mm -hmm. have like the basketball court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They decked it up with like this stage kind of in the middle mm -hmm. and there were seats around us. Mm -hmm. First row was like Kobe's family, wife, mm -hmm. kids and stuff. 
And then all around them is just NBA royalty. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan is like where he yeah. is right now. I'm sitting there yeah. and he's like staring at me play. Magic Johnson, like, you know, freaking Kareem Abdul-Jabal's like right there. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like, you know, insane. Like Stevie Wonder's, mm-hmm. I was going to say watching me play, but listening yeah. to me play. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like sitting here That's and I'm just like... like this is insane, you know? I'm not letting it get to me. Mm-hmm. My whole thing is like, I don't want to screw up the moments where I am the most audible in the mm-hmm. performance. So like <laughs> once I get past my moment where I started off and I sort of lay the groundwork mm-hmm. for the rest of the song, I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. I do this show, you know, it's not even a show. Like mm-hmm. I would never call that a concert. You know, we were yeah. p- paying homage to Kobe, yeah. who was friends with Beyonce. We play our performance we finish, not only are all these people watching it, but it's being televised to, I can't imagine how many people watch that memorial on the news, yeah. you know? Not to mention after it aired and everything. And like, though, even when I'm in a situation like mm-hmm. that, in a gig like that, I somehow convince myself that it's not that big of a deal mm-hmm. because I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Like if anyone yeah, else were to be doing that gig, yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. be like, that is insane. That's gotta be like, one of the most amazing things you'll yeah. ever do in your life. Like who wouldn't want to do that? Yeah. But if I do it, I'm like, it can't be that big of a deal. Cause yeah. I did it. Yeah, 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 and yeah. it's not even like I'm putting myself yeah. down. Cause it's not like self deprecating, uh-huh. yeah. but I legit think like it can't be that big of a deal. If they called me for it. Interesting. It's so bizarre. And that's the imposter syndrome uh-huh. kicking in where I'm not putting myself down. Yeah. I'm just not, letting myself up if that makes sense yeah 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 do you um me and johnny were kind of talking about this a little bit um johnny gomez about therapy like have you ever yeah i'm a big fan of it i'm all for it have you been yeah i have yeah numerous times i have a great therapist she's awesome what up trinka She's not going to watch this. <laughs> She's not going to watch this. But yeah, um, I don't think I've ever addressed imposter syndrome in that. Like mm-hmm. I usually more of like, you know, I have a very emotionally troubled teenager. Mm-hmm. So most of it revolves mm-hmm. around yeah. that. And, you know, like I dealt with like when my mother passed away a few oh. years ago, like I dealt with yeah. a lot of grieving yeah, yeah, with yeah, that yeah, as yeah. well. So I think I've... I don't feel like my imposter syndrome is out of control. I I I don't think that it's debilitating. Mm-hmm. I think if anything, it keeps me very humble. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that it stops me from enjoying everything as much as I should. But it's funny. I just had this conversation with Denise earlier today that when I drink mm-hmm. are the moments that like I truly step back and acknowledge and am grateful for like my career yeah. achievements. So you're encouraging drinking is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I encourage my drinking because for one, I, I don't have an addictive personality. Uh-huh. So drinking has never been an issue or a problem. Uh-huh. But I, I feel like when I drink, it kind of just shuts up that voice in my head that like yeah. that stops me from like enjoying uh-huh. shit. Yeah. So I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of just getting like a little bit of a buzz yeah. and just being like, hey, life is fucking amazing. Yeah. Like when it, when you think, when you sit down and think about it, like some, I forgot who I was talking to, but someone was like, 
you need to realize that just being born in this country mm -hmm. is like winning the lottery yeah. in the grand scheme of this yeah. whole planet. Yeah. Dude, this is the shit that I always tell people. And it's just like, dude, because I grew up in El Paso. Like, I don't know if you've ever been to El Paso. Everyone's always like, oh, yeah, we drive through there. It's like, motherfuckers, man. I get it. I do Some those El Paso like hard shell tacos. <laughs> <laughs> dude, they don't even make those fuckers there. These fuck faces, man. But, dude, I grew up in a border town. Dude, you could stare into Juarez, like, which is Mexico. Like, we grew up downtown, like, the shittiest. Dude, that's the thing. It's not shitty because you grow up in it, and it's normal to you. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, I've seen... I remember seeing a drive-by once, and like you know, we're like playing at like the it was called the Armijo Park or whatever, and it's like a it's like a boys and girls club or whatever, and we're all outside just kind of like all the kids. It's like around six seven p.m. We're all outside just kind of like hanging out, you know, with my friends and shit. And then there's like a grocery store that's like like a a block like that we you know to go cool. like usually always go to and buy Gatorade and we'd all fucking share it. And um, we're just outside the Armijo Park. And then, yeah, you see this fucking car just like, and like fucking slams on his brakes. And like he stops right in front of the grocery store. And then these guys fucking get out. And then pop, pop, they just start fucking shooting into the grocery store. And then the guys that were outside the grocery store, they run in. And like, oh, I'm like, dude, I remember thinking, this is the coolest fucking thing i've ever seen in my life it wasn't traumatizing it was not trauma i remember thinking this is the coolest fucking thing i've ever seen in my life bro i remember getting my little brother and then what running say about you dude running home dude running home and then like telling my mom 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 fuck, guess what guess what it's like you know what 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 it's like fuck I just saw the coolest fucking thing in the world. I'm picturing you like Daniel. Mom, fuck. I just yeah. saw the coolest thing. Yeah. Mom, I was just like, and she's just like, I was like, oh, I just saw a drive-by. It's like these guys got out of their car. They're pulling their How fucking How old were you? Dude, like 12, 13. She's <laughs> like, oh, they're fucking like, they're just shooting the guns. And it's just like, it was super cool. Dude, like her face just like, just turned white. Just like. You know, and then like just mean it's just like and like her getting pissed off, and then like. But she got mad at you. She got pissed off. I mean, dude, mind you, because it's like I remember she. I think she just got nervous, but her visceral reaction was just like anger towards you. And like, what were you doing? Like, were you at the park? Were you were like just confused? Yeah. You know, and then dude, her freaking out, and then my dad came home from work later, and he had to talk with us. It's just like. You fucking dummies. Like, what are you doing? Like, like, don't stand there. Like, run. Run. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, I think that's what it was. It's just like, she just didn't know how to convey that. Yeah. It was like the fact that your sense of danger didn't kick yeah. in. Yeah. And you dude, didn't we were just, just like, leave. Whoa, you know? fuck. That's so badass. Dude, I'll never forget it, man. And, um, but anyways, it's like, dude, we were like, we, you could walk into Juarez, you know, Mexico. And like. Again, to going back to what we were saying earlier, it was just like, dude, the older I get and I go back home, like, I understand, like, now that, like, like, I'll always drive by that highway, like, the border highway that, like, hugs, you know, Texas and Mexico. It's like, dude, you can, you can look into Mexico, man, and thinking, like, dude, by sheer luck, because my parents were from Juarez. It's like, I was born on that other side of the border. You have a whole different set of problems. Exactly. My life would have been completely different. 
not to say this like would have been bad. It just it is, man. You you understand. Like I appreciate so much. And I get a lot of energy from that. You know, like I remind myself of like, I mean, dude, my parents raised us to be Americans. Like, dude, they're like, like, we did everything we could to get you here. So you take advantage of the opportunities that you're not going to have over there, you know? And dude, I love them for that, man. Yeah. And again, dude, being a kid, you don't understand, you don't appreciate, but where I feel that I really actually did win the lottery is not only that, like being born here, but the parents that I had, because, you know, dude, my dad was always like, well, like, oh, I want to be a rock star. Well, yeah, you can do that. You know, it wasn't like, no, you can't do that. It's just like, they never told me how or anything, but they never told me no either. Yeah. And it's just like, that really fucking, like, helped me out, you know? Because, dude, I would I would get these, like, ideas in my head. Like, these, like, these... Well, I think I, you know, like, the, yeah, the first time I saw Slash was, like, I kind of want to do that. I kind of want to play on a piano, like, half naked. <laughs> and uh, have, like, every fucking, you know, like every woman after me like but also that thing that he's playing that's kind of cool like what is that i've never heard anybody play the guitar like that you know it's just like i've always just been so used to like dun, 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 you know it's just like Paisa music um but yeah man it's i mean it is sorry i, I just wanted to throw that in there no, because it is true man it's just true, like man. And you know what? I think we get a different perspective because I'm assuming your parents are from Mexico or yeah. were they born here? Yeah, yeah. Dude, my dad was born here. Okay. But like literally born. And then as soon as he was like, cool, he's good. Well, let's take his ass back to Mexico, <laughs> dude. So it's just like, because so my, yeah, Mexico. so my grandma was just like, because they used to come to New Mexico to pick fruit or not fruit, whatever the fuck they used to pick. Uh, sound like an arrogant fuck face but <laughs> and then she had him while she was here yeah. but then they they went back so it was just by chance that he was born just here. by chance that yeah. he was a citizen but they never took advantage of it you know because like, back then there was an anchor baby yeah, thing. Dude, yeah i was an anchor baby uh, oh. i am the first person in my family uh -huh. born in this country really yeah and where's your family from el salvador damn bro and i was raised by a single mom dude and dude like i said before uh -huh. she helped me raise my kid she like, bro, like, you know what it's like trying to do music for a living. Like, that doesn't work. And, like, imagine being a single dad working, like, a job that doesn't pay you well. And you just have these hopes and aspirations of being a musician and having no idea if it's ever going to mm. work. She was so supportive. Like, I, like, she took care of me and my son. Yeah. And, you know, the saddest thing in the world, she passed away from cancer. Mm. But it was, like, right when she got sick was when everything started to blow up for me. <sighs> And, you know, like, I am just, like, eternally grateful for yeah. her. Because has she just been, like, give up this fucking dream. Mm -hmm. And you have a kid. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be here forever. Like, think about your kid's yeah. future. Like, yeah. she never once yeah. did that, oh. you know? It was just, like, I will give you my all until yeah. you, you know, yeah. fulfill yeah. your dream. God. Damn, bro. And it's, like, 
and like I take so much of that from mm-hmm. her, you know, like I like, you know, my both of my kids, mm-hmm. I'm going to be the same way. Like, yeah. I'm going to be like, be smart, uh-huh. like have a plan, mm-hmm. you know, but do what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's only I can only imagine my kids are going to want to be creatives because yeah. this is the environment yeah. they grew up. I was also the first musician in my family. Yeah. Like, you know, my mom was a hardcore worker. Like uh-huh. she came here from El Salvador, uh-huh. was working in like a factory, befriended some really rich people who loved mm-hmm. her and they took care of her. Yeah. And they gave her a good job and yeah. like kept her employed forever yeah. while she learned English uh-huh. and like learned to live in this country. Uh-huh. And then she ended up becoming like a bookkeeper for like Steven Spielberg and like a bunch of huge, huge Fuck. clients. Yeah. And like that was her job. She yeah. did finance. And so I didn't appreciate it at the time, but mm-hmm. looking back now, I'm just like, Bro, like she, our parents literally yeah, sacrificed yeah, 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 and yeah. their whole lives yeah, for us. Yeah, I think that's the thing that like bothers me now because everyone's like, oh, it's like a, it's a generation thing. It's like, dude, it, it's a cultural thing, man. It's just like, I wish, look, I get it. Every Everything that everyone says about like, you know, like the injustices against minorities and everything, like I, I understand that. But to me, like, I would always say this during, like, this summer when, like, all this shit was going off and everything was popping off with the protests and everything. It's just like, dude, it gets exhausting to hear, in my opinion, it gets it's exhausting to hear why you're not going to make it because of the color of your skin, because of where you came from. It's like, look, I get it. You don't think I'm, a, you don't think I'm aware of that? You don't have to remind me. Like, you're not doing me any fucking favors. It's just like, my parents didn't. If my parents every single fucking day were like, hey, I wish you could be your own business, but unfortunately you can't because you're a minority and you're brown and we couldn't afford a good education for you, so settle. Like, I would have never tried. And I get it. Yes, look, let's let's go towards that. But it's also like, dude, the only reason why I ever fucking tried was because they never implanted those seeds in me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was always like that seed of like, what is it that you want to do? Cool. Go for it. It might take you a little, it might be a little harder for you, but not even that. They never told me that. It's just like, go for it. Go. And I did. And it's just like, and it's crazy to think that like, now I'm here and it's just like for me like the way to push the needle is that it's like look you're, you're trying to fucking force Amazon or Home Depot like you're the guy that gets paid 10 bucks like you're trying to force your hand to pay you more cool man might be waiting a while you'll get it but by the time you get that extra dollar on your minimum wage or whatever guess what your rent went up all this other shit went up. It's just like, dude, just, I get it. It's fucking hard, but it's just like, just do your thing, man. Just, and it's, it's hard. Again, I get it. I get it. Everyone's probably like, well, but it's like, trust me. I get it. You get it. Like, but this is the only way. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion of that, and my response to that mm-hmm. is that people have different paths mm-hmm. and different skills, mm-hmm. different limitations, mm-hmm. different obstacles. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, have I seen the obstacles of not being white in my Mm -hmm. career and in Mm -hmm. my life? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But 
I didn't let them deter me personally. But I also acknowledge the fact that maybe I got lucky. Mm -hmm. Maybe we got mm -hmm. lucky. And maybe other people haven't mm -hmm. been as fortunate. Mm -hmm. Maybe like I I notice in my day-to-day -day life that shit just like in my career, uh -huh. things just work out. Yeah. Things fall into place. Mm -hmm. And I think so much of that comes from my true belief in karma. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, mm -hmm. I manifest. I'm a big mm -hmm. believer in manifestation. Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer mm -hmm. in being selflessly good to others mm -hmm. and that that comes back to mm -hmm. you. But I feel like that's how my world works. Mm -hmm. Like I can't imagine how other people's mm -hmm. worlds work, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like we're very limited. Our perspectives are very limited by our experiences mm -hmm. and everyone has different mm -hmm. experiences. True, 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 100%. I will agree with you with the manifestation it's like dude this whole fucking place it's fucking crazy to think that like dude i used to dream of this i used to dream of like and here oh, you are bro. dude someday i'm gonna have a shop someday doing it's just your like podcast dude yeah we're just doing like doing the the podcastro episode the podcastro <laughs> yeah dude i was gonna drop that at the end son damn bro <laughs> I can drop that at the end, man. I ruined it for you. Sorry. The you can edit that welcome, out. Welcome to the Pod Castro episode. It, dude, that is a perfect fucking name, bro. That is amazing, dude. Credit to my son, Micah. Oh, dude. One. Shout out to Micah, who's at a rolling rink right now. He's right? at a roller rink right now. Dude. Yeah. Damn, bro. What a beautiful age. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know? You probably know what. Be great if he was nicer, but he's what you said? He's 14, 14. maybe 15 oh, in October. Dude. Oh my God, dude. That is like the epitome of like, bro. Ooh, bro. the things I was thinking you know when I was 14 and 15. I pulled out of my beard the other day, bro. <laughs> it doesn't look that white. I'm telling you, bro. I pulled like 40 out of my beard. Oh man, dude. I was like, I'm not ready to look old yet. But dude, I mean, it's, it, it honestly, man, it's, it's cool. It's rad to, like, I'm so happy. I got to meet you, man. Because Likewise. I feel like I've met a lot of people out here and you know, it's just like it's always like like the older I get, the more I'm like, who do I want around me? Who do I like dude, even like social media, like Instagram, like I told this to a client like about a month ago, dude. It's like because he was telling me he's like, oh, you know, because I used to follow him and like all his shit. And then, dude, he got super political, like hardcore, which, dude, again, fuck it. Teaches his own. Yeah. Do your thing. But I was like, I'm jumping on Instagram for about an hour a day not to get educated about all this shit that you kind of know about and you're super passionate about. I don't want to keep seeing this. I'm here for guitars, woodshop ideas. <laughs> And to talk shit about all your clients. And to talk shit about all my clients, dude. You know? And it's just like, dude, so I told him, I was like, I was like, dude, I admitted to him, I was like, dude, I kind of snoozed you, like, you know, where you can mute people. Mm -hmm. He's like, what? Really? I'm like, dude. He's like, why? It's like, dude, it's just, and I told him, I was like, dude, I just, I'm jumping on here for like a just a distraction during my day. Instagram to me, it, it's not an educational tool in that sense when it comes to like social activism and things like that. It's like, I love you, buddy, but I just 
you know, I muted your ass, dude. Sorry, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, but then he was just like, yeah, actually, you know, maybe I should just cool it down or whatever. I'm like, dude, do your thing. I don't care. Like, I'm just telling you. You're a prime, that, that, that uh -huh. situation and that conversation mm -hmm. is a prime example of, hey, you know, you can be friends with people mm -hmm. and disagree with them. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you don't have to fight mm -hmm. with someone because you don't agree with them. It's just like, hey, I'll let him do his thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pay attention mm -hmm. to the that's things it. that I agree with, that's but it. we're still going to find common mm -hmm. ground and be cool. Mm -hmm. And that's it. If everyone had that mentality, mm -hmm. we'd all get along. Dude, you look at my feed, it's fucking guitars, 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 luthiers, luthiers. And complaining about no red lobsters in Hawaii. Oh, dude. <laughs> Dude, I still have not taken my wife to Red Lobster. <laughs> what does Moa think about all your, your shit-talking posts? Dude, she just laughs. Does but she laugh at it or she she just, does she kind of just roll her no, eyes? No, I think she just rolls her eyes, but she laughs. But it's just like, she's, uh, I don't know. I think she's realizing what she married, dude. It's yeah. just like, oh, God. See, with me, Denise, like, it's the dad jokes. I can't control it. And since I've had a second kid, it's worse. Like the nicknames that I come up for this kid, bro. How does that, like, because um, she does yoga, right? Yeah, she's a yoga teacher. Bro, you're killing it, bro. You got all these gigs. <laughs> and then on top of that, you get a yoga instructor. Come on, so, man. Do you, want, do, you want, do you want to hear some nicknames I've come up for the baby? Okay. So when he was maybe two months old, dude was farting all the time. So I called him. Pedon Quixote. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and what was another one? Oh, man. So he was like, the other day he was like yawning all day. And I was like, I start calling you Yanni Gomez. <laughs> so, That's a good one. I was proud of that one. Um, oh, man. I'm trying to think of more. I'm, I'm losing them. They're not coming back to me because I'm on the spot. Um it's going to come to me and I'm just going to say it out of nowhere yeah, okay, and blurt you and interrupt cool. your Dude, Yanni sentence. Yanni Gomez is a good one. Yanni Gomez is a good one. I was proud of that one. And it's so funny because I thought of that and I texted, I meant to text mm -hmm. Johnny about it and I accidentally texted Joshua Ray Gooch. I was like, I just called Oliver Yanni Gomez because he wouldn't stop yawning. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I meant to send that to Johnny. He's <laughs> such a nice guy. He's probably like, oh man, that's great. That's he didn't amazing. even respond to it. Oh, really? Oh, what a jerk. What and he a knows jerk. Johnny because yeah, Johnny yeah, worked yeah. on his board. Yeah. So how do you, for people wondering, like, that balance between, like, relationship and, again, like, how busy, especially now, like, with, like, like a kid. Like, that's something that I'm, like, genuinely, like, nervous about. You know, um, I am not the person to ask about balance because I'm very... One track minded mm -hmm. and I have like tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. So my balance is honestly like my fiance, Denise. Mm -hmm. Like every now and then she'll just be like, hey, like. You're sucking. <laughs> you're sucking, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're really sucking at prioritizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think during the pandemic, it's been really easy to balance mm -hmm. because like granted, I've been mm -hmm. working, but I have more mm -hmm. free time because I'm home. Yeah. You know, so like, you know, I ha it hasn't gotten to the crazy balance of live and uh -huh. studio stuff. Yeah. Um, I do studio stuff, but with studio stuff, it's like, I can kind of do that yeah, whenever, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. if I don't have a deadline, yeah. if you don't need this today, yeah. I'll chip at it away mm -hmm. a little bit today, a little bit tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Kind of like you, like I'm mm -hmm. the same way. Like the other day I did a track I'm working right now for this, uh, 
this actress named Emily Osment, mm-hmm. and my buddy Nick Hughes is mm-hmm. producing it. He's a drummer for Bush, mm-hmm. and um, I've been working on some tracks for them. And like the same way, like you're saying, mm-hmm. like I did, I spent a whole day doing a setup. Mm-hmm. I spent one whole day working mm-hmm. on one song. Mm-hmm. And some days I can knock out a whole track in mm-hmm. like 30, 45 mm-hmm. minutes. I spent mm-hmm. a whole day. I didn't even mm-hmm. finish it mm-hmm. in that one day. Mm-hmm. But that's because I was just like, it's, it's not be. flowing. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to yeah, be right. Yeah, it's got to yeah, be right. Yeah. And I didn't once think like, uh-huh. yo, man, I'm not getting paid enough like yeah. for this whole yeah, day yeah, of work yeah, on the yeah, song. Yeah. But that's just how I am. Yeah. And I have the luxury with working remotely to work at my mm-hmm. pace to where I'm satisfied. Had I gone into a studio with them, mm-hmm. I would have been done with it in 45 minutes. Yeah. I would have walked away yeah, happy, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's to their standards uh-huh. and their happiness. My level of happiness and satisfaction mm-hmm. with my work is so high and so yeah. ridiculous and unreasonable yeah. that half the time I'm still not 100% happy with the things I sent out. But I got completely off track uh-huh. of the question. Um, yeah, you know, Denise really helps me balance. Um, she's, you know, every now and then she kind of has to like tether me in and mm-hmm. be like, hey, like you've been working a lot. Yeah. Like, do you have to do this yeah. this day? Do you have to do this that day? And I'm like, and I'll listen to her and I'll be like, yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, like I'll, I'll move stuff around. I'll make time. So I feel like I, right now I'm juggling everything well oh. because there's still a considerable amount of time uh-huh. on my hands. Like I have daytimes free. Yeah. Like, honestly, the highlight of my week is like, if I have like, you know, the daytime off and drop, you know, my teenager off at camp and home with Denise and the baby. And I'm like, let's just go to lunch. Mm-hmm. We'll go to lunch. I'm looking at some sangria or some yeah, margaritas yeah, yeah, in the middle of the yeah, day yeah, outside yeah. and have lunch. Like to me, that's like, yeah. God, this is great. Yeah. Ah, oh, so funny, man. Yeah, I literally I did. Know, I did dude. that today. We went to this sushi uh-huh. spot and it was like hot as hell outside. I'm like, let's just go eat indoors. Yeah. Went inside. Uh-huh. Oliver drank out of a straw for the yeah. first time. Took some, took some videos. <laughs> you know, we had some margaritas, ate some great sushi. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is great. Yeah. This is why I work yeah. my ass off. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I feel like the pandemic has made me, I'm grateful for mm-hmm. it. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Obviously the shit that happened was terrible. Yeah. The people that died. But so, I feel like so much perspective has uh-huh. come from it that was really needed yeah. on my end. Yeah. It's made me enjoy stillness. Uh-huh where I was always uh-huh. running from that. I yeah. was the kind of dude who was like, I have to work every day yeah. and I cannot be still. Yeah. Because stillness means sitting with your thoughts. Stillness uh-huh. means no distractions. Yeah. And bro, like what was the pandemic more than like you need to sit by yourself mm-hmm. and deal with your thoughts and mm-hmm. make sure you're okay with yourself, yeah. you know? A lot of people can't handle that. Yeah, man. Fuck, man. Yeah. Dude, that's... um. That's a harsh truth for uh, a lot of people, man. It's just like, dude, just being able to just sit with yourself. Yeah. No music, no <laughs> YouTube, remember. no distractions, just you and your scary thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> There's this cartoon show called Regular Show huh. that my son and I used to watch all the time when he was younger. I'm good. Little Dabby Dab. All right, fine. Come on, Podcastro. So <laughs> if anyone ever tells you that peer pressure doesn't exist in adulthood, <laughs> you're witnessing it right now. And so, <laughs> but um, like, like you know, these these guys were like having a sleepover and like it's like a raccoon yeah, and sure. a blue jay and like some old guy whose head looks like a lollipop. It's like just most bizarre characters. Yeah. And there's like one scene where they're like, do you guys want to tell scary stories? Do you guys want to watch a scary movie? We're having a sleepover. And this old guy's like, 
I know something we could do that's really scary. He's like, we can go to bed early and sit alone with our thoughts. And they're all just like, and I'm like, that's, that's some scary shit. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's, I mean, it is, it is, yeah, it's crazy. It's just like, like me and Ma went to, uh, we went on a hike last Monday. And it always boggles my mind when I see people like, dude, it's just like, nice and peaceful and it's quiet and then you see people like going up the fucking hiking trail with like a fucking little boom box <laughs> blasting music and i'm like dude just be with yourself for one day dude for one hour just listen to what's going on in here man it's scary man fucking scary like but it's i mean i don't know man you're not taught any of this shit when you're a kid you know what i mean you're, not, you're never taught this who teaches that? Who thinks that on a daily basis? Especially like working class citizens. Mm -hmm. That's the big one, man. It's just like, dude, like I'll I'll tell my dad now. I'm like, hey, dad, I'm going to Hawaii. He's like, <laughs> what the fuck? You fucking pussy. What the fuck? <laughs> like you just opened up shop. Like, bro, you haven't even been open up for a year. You're taking a break. Like, you know what I mean? Because in his head, it's just like, dude, it was it was that, man. That's irresponsible <clears throat> in his generation, you it know? It is, man. And it's just like, and I'll, and I'll always like, like, dude, I laugh it off, you know? But it's like, I, I'll counter with like, you know, like, dad, I don't, <clears throat> I don't want to be your age. Dude, he's like he's 73 now, man. It's just like, I don't want to be your age and then have those doubts of like, you know, like, dude, his big dream was like, and I do, I still want to make it happen for him, like somehow, but it's just like, like he wants to go to Egypt. Like he's always been fascinated with like pyramids. And I mean, this motherfucker thinks that like the aliens built him and stuff like that. <laughs> but regardless, like that was his, his thing, you know, like mm. he always like, but he had no ability to even wonder that. It was just like work, provide for your family. Your family's good. Cool. Fuck it. Like you've you've worked yourself to death, literally. Like, you know, like you got bad cakes, your knees are fucked. Like and I appreciate that. Like I like I appreciate him so much for that, but it's just like like it's funny when he says that to me. I'm like, oh fuck that. Like I want to enjoy my life right now that I can. I can go to Hawaii and then go for a hike and see these things that you can't, you know? So it's like, it's, yeah, man, you're right, dude. I mean, nobody, nobody teaches you this shit, man. Yeah. It's like, yeah, where? But I would say like, you uh -oh. know, that's what I'm grateful for with the mm -hmm. pandemic is that like, it's really taught me to just be okay without the grind and without mm -hmm. the hustle. And I feel, I'm like, you know, like shit's opening up. It's going to get crazy again. It's been getting crazy, but it's still chill, you know? Like You were saying you were just in Vegas, right? Yeah, I was just in Vegas for a couple of days doing the Magic Mike Live mm -hmm. thing. I do all the guitars for that. Mm -hmm. Vegas is, I mean, it's always crazy, mm -hmm. but it's crazy to go to Vegas post U.S. pandemic. Like, mm -hmm. I don't even like saying post pandemic yeah, because yeah. that's so tone deaf to the rest of this yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when people come up and say like, oh, well, COVID's over. It's like... Have you looked yeah. at an article about what's happening in India? Yeah. What's going on in China? Like, yeah. are you looking mm -hmm. at the rest of the mm -hmm. world? Like, you know, mm -hmm. so that's like, to me is so ignorant to say that. But as of right in now. In our universe, in our world. It's... Yeah. As of right now in LA, we're good. Yeah. You know, so um, 
I forgot what I was even going. Oh yeah, to Vegas. I'm like uh-huh. Vegas to me was crazy and dirty uh-huh. pre-COVID, uh-huh. and now in this weird sort of purgatory COVID area era that we're in, it was crazy going there. Like I had anxiety, bro. Yeah. Like so I I think just it had been so long mm-hmm. since I wasn't around that noise. And it's like, it's like when you're not distracted and when there isn't so much noise in your mm-hmm. head, you're very perceptive. Like mm-hmm. humans in general, if we're not distracting ourselves and we're like actually chill, you know, you can really pick up on the energy of people around you uh-huh. and being around mm-hmm. all of that was just like, whoa, this is like overwhelming right now. Mm-hmm. And I was there for like two days and like by day two, like we went out to like, get, you know, like uh, we'd been working all day mm-hmm. and then- the music supervisor was like, oh, let me take you out to dinner. So we got out to dinner. And I'm like, I had to drink a couple of times just mm-hmm. to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like this paranoia of COVID. Mm-hmm. It was this like overstimulation mm-hmm. of everything around yeah. me, which would normally feel normal, yeah, yeah, yeah. was like too much for me. So do you think, um, do you, th- I, obviously, I mean, that's a loaded question. How do you think this is going to change things? Like, you know, you, you were talking about, like, maybe going... Because you, you're doing some shows with um, Homegirl. What's her name? Uh, yeah, I'm going to the, Philly in July, for uh-huh. 4th of July with BB Rexa. And then, like, I got more shows coming uh-huh. up with uh, Natasha Bedingfield, yeah. and I think TLC is going to pick back up. Yeah. And so, like, I'll be jumping from sure. artist yeah, to yeah, artist yeah. and stuff. I think... Yeah, like, it's so hard to say. I feel like everyone's going to have a different experience. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's going to be so many people who are going to jump into it just like, mm-hmm. thank God this is finally happening and just like dying to get back to how they were before. It's like, I think everyone's on a different level, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm, I'm accepting of it. I am probably, I'd like to say that I'm not going to let myself go back into total workaholic <clears throat> mode, but realistically, I probably will. Yeah. But my intention for that will be, you know, like we want to buy a house. Buying oh. a house in LA right now is yeah. near impossible unless you have really rich parents yeah. who are going to like help you yeah, front yeah, yeah, a yeah. huge down payment. Oh, you don't? Oh, that's No, bad. I don't. Oh, I don't even have parents. Oh, that's so, <laughs> I'm like Batman right now. <laughs> So, <laughs> give me like a sad trombone sound yeah, clip right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> but um but um you know and i you know denise has been a stay-at-home mom since the mm-hmm. baby's been born and that's great he mm-hmm. needs that yeah. you know like i see like how happy and healthy is mm-hmm. and she spends every waking oh, so second badass. with that baby yeah like she goes to the bathroom mm-hmm. for like five minutes mm-hmm. and she's like, I missed him. Aww. And I I love that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, I think so too. And like, you know, like I'm working a lot throughout the day. I'm popping in, taking breaks. Mm-hmm. She's like, hey, I need a break. I'll, you know, play with yeah. him. He loves uh-huh. me. We laugh. Yeah. But that cr- connection that he has with her, I'm almost like jealous. Mm-hmm. Like he wakes up. And the second he wakes up, mm-hmm. I'm usually awake before mm-hmm. she is. Mm-hmm. So I'm like trying to get him back to sleep yeah. because she's up every two, three hours mm-hmm. at night while I'm sleeping through the yeah. night because I got to work the next day. And like, you know, like he wakes up and like he looks at me and I'm like, hey, Papa, how's it going? And he'll kind of give me this cute little smile yeah. and like, you know, be like, come here. And then he like immediately just goes to her. Yeah. And like she wakes up and the second she wakes uh-huh. up, his face lights up, yeah. he grabs her face uh-huh. and like, just like swallows her nose and that's yeah. how he gives kisses and stuff yeah and i'm just like 
this is so freaking yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And this is able to happen because I'm lucky to have a career. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And that's always been my uh, motivation in yeah. my job. Yeah. Because before this, I had Micah. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like I said, before I had a career, mm -hmm. I was a parent. Mm -hmm. So to me, like, that's why none of like my accolades or anything have gotten mm -hmm. to my head because mm -hmm. I mean, sure, there's a bit of my ego yeah. that enjoys the resume and uh -huh. the and the recognition that I get. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But the motivation behind it all has always been like, I have to be yeah. a dad. I yeah. have to provide. Yeah. So because of that, I think I've been able to really remove my ego from my work, mm -hmm. which then makes me a really pleasant person mm -hmm. to work with, which mm -hmm. then keeps me working. Dude, you just hit on a point that I think I, I don't think I've ever heard before. Like, because you always hear it's just like, oh, you know, like, for people that don't know, and it's just like, dude, I've I've known plenty, as you probably have, musicians that are amazing, incredible, but just like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> like, super unpleasant. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, I mean, dude, I, it's like, that's true. I mean, I, fuck, I just gave him a realization. Dude, yeah, like, if you're really, obviously, if you're fucking pleasant, but the fact that, like, you're getting that from your family, from, like, you know, you're so chill, you're so relaxed, it's like, that must be coming through in your session work and and all that other stuff, man. It's like, like all my musician friends who are mm -hmm. parents come from that same place yeah. for the majority, at least the ones that I'm friends with. I'm so not what friends saying... with, like, egotistical people. I'm not saying you need to have kids to be successful. <laughs> what I'm saying is perspective and removal of self and ego however you go about it will really have a positive impact on your relationships with other people and your work environment aka go get booed up son <laughs> <laughs> pop off you baby <laughs> yeah and i mean you know like however like yeah. i know people who are like the most pleasant people to work with that don't have kids mm -hmm. but that's just because that's their yeah. That's their persona. Yeah. And you know what, man? Like it sucks, bro, because like I know people who are so nice and have such great intentions, but they don't have those social skills. They're mm -hmm. just awkward people. Naturally oh, socially yeah. awkward people. And they don't have bad intentions, but that can yeah. like really yeah. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. really yeah. hinder your yeah. career. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um I mean, dude, I have a buddy that um, he's an MD. He's uh, I'm not gonna name him, but what's his name? I'm not gonna name him. <laughs> I'm just he, uh, kidding. I really just wanted dude, to make okay, Chris laugh. So it's it's hitting me, man, because I'm gonna fuck it up. But he has um, God, what is that thing where he's probably not even gonna watch this? Aspergers? No, where it's just like you, oh, you, you, you jerk. Oh, like a nervous tick or like Tourette's. Tourette. He yeah. suffers from Tourette's. I mean, we we we've talked about it, like, and um, he has big time gigs, but he suffers from Tourette's. Like, like, dude, he has his like his things, and it's just like it hasn't hindered him. It's great, amazing. You know, Billie Eilish has Tourette's. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's really? been open about it. Yeah. Oh shit, I'm not a fan of her though. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's because she's very family oriented. Her so, yeah, brother's I in the hate, band. Yeah, exactly. Her mom's the manager. Luis hate hates families. Oh, I hate families. Therefore, he and hates I hate Billie, Billie Eilish, Eilish by default. That fucking cut. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she's never going to listen to this, so who cares? I actually love Billie Eilish. I think what she does is great. All right. This I'm a fucking, fan. Yeah, but you also, you're in a Scotland Scott band. So. I was in a Scott band. There you go. <laughs> wow. No. Do you no. really hate Scott? Dude, I. Just don't enjoy Scott. <laughs> I like how you had to get really quiet to say that, too. I, I'm pretty sure there's a ska band. But you like Norteño music? I do, and it's not the same. Fuck you. I'm not saying it's the same, but it's in the same family I tree. I know, but dude. <laughs> I know. It's like I ska, know. bro. I know, dude, but it's just like, <laughs> fuck that, dude. Fuck you. <laughs> Have you heard Voodoo Glow Skulls? Yeah. You don't yeah. like them? Yeah, I like them. I'm talking about... You're talking about bubblegum pop I'm star. talking about shitty musicians <laughs> who know that they're shitty and that the only way that they can get out or get through is just like by forming a shitty ska band. <laughs> That's it. And they fucking live in Long Beach and they live the lifestyle. And then it's like, therefore, it's like, oh, go fuck yourself. You just suck. That was me when I was a kid, bro. Yeah, but you're probably good. You had the thing. I guarantee you. <laughs> I guarantee you. Um, dude, Man, I, our conversations get so derailed. <laughs> I know. I know, but it's fun, dude. I don't remember where it all started. Dude, I know, but I'm excited for the one person that probably stuck around to the very end. No. So, I mean, a few things. It's like, I do think that, like, because I, I, if is there any advice that you can give to people that genuinely... Like, dude, you have a shit ton of endorsements. A shit ton. And, like, dude, you don't have a million followers. And I don't mean this in, like, any disrespectful form or anything. It's just, like, you know what I mean? It's just, like, you're doing pretty good for yourself. But also, you're not what people would think you need to be at in order to, like, hit up PRS or whatever. It's just, like... Like, two questions. How do you do it, and what advice would you give to people that are genuinely like... Like, for example, I'll preface this with uh, one of my clients who just... I think she's in a great position to get an endorsement from a certain base company. She doesn't think so. And I'm like, you have nothing to lose to reach out to them. She's like, I'm trying to get after this gig, maybe like, like. That sounds like a fear of someone of rejection. Yes, 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 yes. So what, like to go back to the two questions. Yeah. So what is it? Like what? Uh, I can't even remember the questions I asked. I remember the questions. Okay, good. Okay. Cause I don't. <laughs> so, um, I'll, before I even answer that question, I want to say something that, that I've gotten asked a lot. Mm -hmm. And man, like the first time someone asked me this question, I was like, do you not hear yourself? And someone's like, yo, man, like, how do you get these massive gigs? Like, mm -hmm. no offense, but mm -hmm. you don't have like a huge following mm -hmm. online, like, mm -hmm. but you're like crushing it with these gigs mm -hmm. and i'm just like what does that have to do with work mm -hmm. you know like 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 really think about it 
I, I told him, I'm like, hey, man, like, I don't think before any producer or MD hired me for a gig, he checked how many followers I have. Maybe he looked at my Instagram and heard my playing mm -hmm. and was like, I like what I hear. Or someone referred me to him that he trusted mm -hmm. and vetted for me, which is most likely that. Every mm -hmm. gig I've gotten uh -huh. has been from my friends. Uh -huh. I've never auditioned for a gig. I've never sought out a gig. So I was just like, if your focus is on work, you will get work. If your focus is on followers and you have something that people will be interested in, you will get followers. Followers does not equal work. I know so many people who have these crazy followings mm -hmm. and don't have gigs. Mm -hmm. And they will reach out to me like, yo, man, like, how do I get these gigs? And, you know, I think when people put all this energy into building a huge online following, it kind of bites them in the ass. Mm -hmm. It gets them a lot of attention. It can get them endorsements, uh -huh. but it puts them out of reach. Someone looks at my Instagram, sees that I only have like less than 5,000 mm -hmm. followers. They think, I could probably send this guy a message to hire him and he's going to read it. Oh. Now, I'm not saying don't have uh -huh. massive followers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying make yourself approachable. Uh -huh. That has nothing to do with my follower yeah. count. And I like I don't care about that. I don't focus on that. Mm. Like I post maybe once a month and it's like a picture of my kid or a birthday yeah. or some gig I did that was mm. really cool. But I'm not putting content out there because I don't have to. You're probably pissing off. A lot of people right now. No, I'm not because there's some people I know who do that and make a great living off of it. I'm just saying that's not what uh -huh. I do. Like my buddy Rhett Scholl, RJ uh -huh. Ronquillo, yeah. like these guys make a great living uh -huh. and put out content and they're great at what yeah. they do and they push products and they make their commissions. Fucking great. Because you know what? That is so much more sustainable than what I do. Mm. I don't think so. I think so. Because I think they can keep doing that mm -hmm. for a long time. I don't know how long I'll keep getting called to play with these artists live. I might keep getting called for work on studios. Mm -hmm. That can go forever. Mm -hmm. And I'm banking on mm -hmm. that, hoping. Mm -hmm. you know. But like I said, my focus has been on work. And my work comes from friendships mm -hmm. and relationships. Mm -hmm. Like the way I got you know, working with Beyonce, like I said, I recommended one of my childhood best friends mm -hmm. to a studio. Mm -hmm. That studio led to him working with Beyonce. Mm -hmm. That position led him to an opportunity where he can refer someone on guitar. He referred me. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell him, hey, man, if opportunity ever comes up, hit me up. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. When he got that gig, when he got a Grammy, I was so fucking happy for him. Yeah. I jokingly texted mm -hmm. him and said, yo, man, if you win a Grammy tonight, you owe me a steak dinner. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh -huh. I joked about uh -huh. that. He referred me huh. to her to do a pre-record for a concert, and that pre-recorded ended up turning into a live show. Mm -hmm. I did the live show. At the end of that night, he like comes up to me, he's like, "I don't think I owe you a steak dinner anymore." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "You do not." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that you owe me Red Lobster, son. Okay, but, <laughs> but here's the thing: he referred me for something mm -hmm. that ended up being a show, 
but my I mean it wasn't even like like oh this is my goal it's like I ended up becoming really good friends with mm -hmm. her MD and it wasn't because I felt like it would benefit me. Mm -hmm. I loved the guy. Mm -hmm. From day one, I loved him. Mm -hmm. We had the same sense of humor. We became good friends. Mm -hmm. And like, if that guy never called me for another gig mm -hmm. again, I would still love him and want to be mm -hmm. his friend. If he no longer had the opportunity to get me on a gig, I would still love the guy and want to be his friend. Mm -hmm. Because that's what friendships mm -hmm. are. There's nothing opportunistic about it. That's why I hate the term networking. That's mm -hmm. why I hate all of that fake petty bullshit. Yeah. Because every gig I've gotten has been from friends, uh -huh. friends that I've helped out and have never once felt you owe me something uh -huh. for this. <sighs> Simple as that. You know, like I have so many friends that like will hit me up. You'll be like, hey, man, do you think like, you know, you can maybe get me something at Artist Discount or introduce me to these brands? Fuck you, bitch. And I... Every time I can, I do. You do. You do. And I will fucking say this because of, I mean, Johnny's our mutual friend. Yeah. So it's just like, I, we keep referring to fucking Yanni Gomez. Fucking, <laughs> but it's just like, dude, you, you are, man. And I will say this. You have gotten me a lot of work. Quality work. That's the word I will. Because people, well, whatever people refer me here and whatever, and it's just like, dude, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna do it for that. But it's like every time you refer someone to me, it's always like, it's coming from Rod, Mister Pod, Castro himself. <laughs> it must be good, and it always is. But here's the thing, I never once felt entitled to anything from you for yeah, doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think oh, you do amazing oh. work, and I think you deserve. To work and I recommend people to you because I want them to be happy mm. with the work mm. that they get. Oh, thank you. That's the truth. Yeah. And like I said, I help out so many of my friends and that's just in my nature to help people. Yeah. And this isn't some holier than thou mm. bullshit like I want you to look at mm. me like, oh, he's such a good guy. No, mm. I don't give a fuck about that. I genuinely enjoy helping my friends mm. and I expect nothing in return. Yeah. And... I think because of that, things happen. And I don't do that for things to happen. That's yeah. the whole thing is yeah, the yeah, root yeah. of all of it uh -huh. isn't to benefit me. Yeah. And, you know, that's how the, you know, the Beyonce thing happened. Uh -huh. The way I started working with Ellie Golding, a really good friend of mine who I just would always like be cool with, mm -hmm. recommended me to that gig. Yeah. And then the reason I stayed on that gig is because we became friends, uh -huh. you know, Every gig that I've gotten has been like, a, oh, I'm supposed to fill in for one thing. And then I end up getting along with everyone, mm -hmm. genuinely. Mm -hmm. And they like having me around, so they call me back. You know, Bootsy Collins. Mm -hmm. I met him on a flight. I Like, we were literally on the same flight to play Rock and Rio. Mm -hmm. And we talked for a bit. I went up to him as a fan. Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, like... I am such a fan mm -hmm. of yours. I grew up listening to James Brown, P-Funk. Like, I wouldn't be the guitarist I am mm -hmm. if it wasn't for the music mm -hmm. you created. Super cool dude. Mm -hmm. We get off the plane. I ask him if I can take a picture yeah. with him. Total fanboy yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? For sure. yeah, yeah. We're talking for a bit, and he's just like, yo, man, like, do you have any way to record guitars while we're here? Uh -huh. And I was like, absolutely. I had uh -huh. my remote set up. Yeah. I was doing uh -huh. so many sessions. This is yeah. when I was on tour with BB. Uh -huh. And... I went to my hotel uh -huh. room and tracked some solos on a song with him and Buckethead. Yeah. Sent it to him. Yeah. He loved it. Yeah. I co-wrote his next record. Yeah. And now I'm his duty calls all the time. Yeah. And it was because we became friends. Yeah. Fuck. And fuck never fuck. once did I like, was I nice to him because I expected something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. my advice is like, just 
Fucking make friends with people you uh-huh. want to be friends uh-huh. with. Don't ever make friends with someone because you think it benefits you. And I will say that this, I will say the downfall, not even the downfall to that, but like, remember how, like I was saying, like it took me forever to get to the point that I am. And that's because I didn't mooch. I didn't, I wasn't fake. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like mm-hmm. trying to like, like, oh, you should hire me. Like, that's mm-hmm. not me. Mm-hmm. You know, it happened very organically mm-hmm. and it took a while because I wasn't that dude who was showing up at every gig saying like, yo man, let me sit in or yeah. yeah but, and I'm yeah, not yeah. saying that there's anything wrong uh, with it. That just wasn't me. Yeah. yeah. And it may that works for people and that helps people and they have their intentions, whether they're good or bad and whatever uh-huh. that like everyone has their own path yeah. and their own thing. But with me, everything has happened because I make friends and I have friends and I help those people and they help me mm-hmm. not because they have to, but because they want to and vice versa. Damn, y'all, that's knowledge bombs right there, son, dude. It is so f- crazy to hear someone say that because it's just like, I mean, dude, you, I think you word it better than I can. Um, I was just like, oh, just fucking fuck networking. <laughs> you know, just I like, hate to like, yeah. Because I, I think in LA, it's just like the culture out here is just like, dude, you got to go to fucking, like I was telling you earlier, it's like, dude, I went to my buddy's party on Saturday who I used to work on his guitars when he was just. I mean, he's a regular guy. He's just a good fucking dude. And then now he's this huge fucking persona, famous person. Like, he's massive. He's like at the spear of the fucking spear. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, It does now. Okay, cool. (laughs) It's a new thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, like, it's crazy to think it's like, and then, you know, you go to this party and it's just like, what the fuck? There's like 200 people, 300, like, and then, uh, like I was telling you earlier, it's just like, you sense the vibe, you yeah. sense the vibe. And you know what? I'm guilty of this as well. It's like when I first moved out here, it's just like, do you just got to go out and meet the right people? You got to meet the, the right people. And that's the thing is when you don't know any better, you don't know any better. Exactly. And that's why you can't judge people when they first do that. And that when people come up that's to me rad. and they say things, I tell them, mm-hmm. I go, dude, like you want my advice? Mm-hmm. Don't do what you're doing mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm like, I am always like, dude, like all the time I get messages uh-huh. from people and I give people the same answer every time. And I go like, I hope you listen uh-huh. to this and I hope you do this because yeah, yeah, this yeah, could yeah. benefit uh-huh. you. Now, you know, here's the thing. It's like, you can't just take that advice and like, go make friends with everyone and mm. expect your career to blow up. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I would say that that's yeah. 50%. Yeah. You know, the other sure. 50% is work on your craft, be ethical, show up on time, be professional, be overprepared. Mm-hmm. You know, like I show up to every gig feeling like I'm going to be the least prepared person. Uh-huh. And more often than not, I am the most prepared person. It's a good nugget. That's a good knowledge nugget right there. I will to go back to the uh, Katy Perry audition fiasco that I did. <laughs> <laughs> the gig that you got? Yeah, yeah, the gig that I did not get. Um, realizing like, dude, like the guys, like, dude, I worked on one song because that was that's what was on the email. This is a song that we're gonna play, and then, oh, everybody else played all these other songs. Ah, overprepared. 
I get it. And here's the thing is when when over preparedness is the norm, mm-hmm. it becomes easy. Mm-hmm. And it becomes more effortless to learn and be over prepared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like to the point now where I can show up to a gig and go over the material maybe once or twice mm-hmm. and I'll just have it mm-hmm. because I've done that for uh-huh. so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Like I have my tricks. Uh-huh. Like the way I trick myself into knowing if I know a song. And I've only told a couple of people this, but this is a really, really okay, cool well, trick. Well, you're about to tell everyone. Are you really, sure you want to do this? Really, really cool trick. Absolutely, because everyone should know this. The way I've convinced myself that I know a song, that I know lines and know things, is practicing it, obviously. My one trick is I go, I practice everything right before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Literally, the last thing I do before I go to sleep is I run music. Mm-hmm. I go to sleep, I wake up the next day, it's retained in my head better mm-hmm. than if I go through it 20 times during the day. Mm-hmm. Second trick is to test myself. I test myself by listening to another song uh-huh. and seeing if I can remember the song that I'm supposed to remember while being distracted by what I'm listening to. If I can do that, uh-huh. then I'm like, I'm good. And that's my test. Uh-huh. Sneaky son of a bitch. <laughs> but this think is about why it. I never got the Katy Perry But, but think, think, think about it. Like, it's hard. Like, you know, like when you try, like, like, like it happened the other day. Like I was sitting, I think today I was having lunch with, you know, Denise and I was like, oh, do you remember that one song? Like this artist and she's like, I can't think of it because I'm hearing this right now. Uh It's like, that's a perfect example. Uh It's hard to think about another song when you're listening to a song. So if you practice something and you can literally sing it in your Mm -hmm. head and let their memory of that break through whatever's around Mm -hmm. you, then you're good. So that's how I test myself on stuff like that. That's pretty fucking good, man. This is why I would be terrified and that's my wife texting me where the fuck I was like, where the hell are you yeah you said you're only gonna like, be there for an hour how girl long, we're fucking how long wasted have we been here? we've been like two hours now chris how long we've been going <laughs> about two hours i feel like i should call my wife <laughs> who's gonna listen to this for an hour and 45 Dude, minutes <laughs> there's some person that's trying to make it that's like gonna try and uh and be like, I mean, dude, this is a crazy thing because get towards the end, I hope that the people that stuck around understand that, like, that was it. I, you know, it's like I'm trying to do a thing where she's like, at the end, I ask for like advice and like, you know, like the golden nugget that like people should take the thing that you you wish you would have known when you were 20. Well, the preview for the podcast could be the golden nugget. And dude, you said it, and it's crazy because I feel like even like you know like. Fuck, like I learned some shit. I mean, dude, I wish I, I, I wish I would have heard this when I was twenty five when I first moved out. I here. wish someone told me this when I was twenty five. So would it be that? What would it be? That. Sorry, I had a burp. <laughs> <laughs> Burpy Gomez over here, <laughs> dude. Johnny's gonna watch us and uh, be like. His man, face is going to be pink. He's fool, man. His face is going to match his, I, his guitar yeah, yeah, and his straps yeah, yeah, yeah. and his clothes. But no, dude, it's honestly like I think I think it's quite amazing, man. You're, you're so against the grain as far as to like what people think. And I don't, I, don't, I don't mean this in a disrespect, like what you should look like, what you should be, where you should come from to do the, the gigs that you're fucking doing, man. And like... Like, I think you've just, it, it's crazy. I mean, you know, the proof is in the pudding, man. Like, dude, you're, you're killing it. You're, you're literally, it's crazy to see your Instagram. It's just like, this fool, this fool, <laughs> this fool's doing this now. Damn, this fool, oh, this fool's got this fucking, you know, like, he's working with this company now. Just like, 
but it's badass, man. It's it's Thanks, really man. fucking cool. And I, I have experienced a little bit of, of that Rod Castro effect with me, like the people that you've sent me. Everyone's been super cool. Everyone's been really generous and everyone's been, they get it. You know, it's just like they come here and they appreciate, you vetted them. You know, and it's just like, there is so much to be said about I don't know, just staying true to to who you are as a person. And it does pay off. I think the thing that it took me, took me a little longer to realize it was this, that like, I, I'm like you. I hate the word networking. I think it's just because it's, it, it's so broad and it's poorly defined by a lot of the people that, that you meet when you first get into the industry. It's like, oh, you gotta go to this party. You gotta go, you know, you gotta network, man. You gotta, you gotta meet people. And it's just like, and now being out here for almost like 12 years, understanding, oh, that word actually means friendship. Honest, genuine friendship. Are you willing to be my friend for maybe till even the day you die? Where it's just like, this is a long-term commitment. Yeah. This is not like a, yes, I work for such and such, and yes, I know such and such, but we're just friends. Like, appreciate what I do, and I'll appreciate what you do. And dude, for sure. You know, it's just like where I feel like a lot of people out here, and I, I'm guilty of it, dude. I'm guilty of, like, meeting people. It's just like, oh, you're Incubus's manager? Yo, check this out. You know, like... I know you came for me for like setups and things like that, but check out my band, you know? And then like realizing, <laughs> yeah. ah, dude, you don't do that, man. It's just like you build relationships with people and, and, um, you hope for the best. And like you say, man, like I, I, karma is a real thing, man. Karma, it's just like, and, and now I feel like I've really internalized that where I'm like, fuck it, man. Dude, all, it's, it's cool to see like kind of like yup, young, up and coming like text and I'm like dude I'm excited for the day that I can fucking send Chris on a fucking tour around the world you know teching for whoever like not expecting anything in return like oh this is rad this is cool you yeah. know like anyways I'm drunk <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no I think that was a good way to, to cap this. Right? Rod. Nope. Pod Castro. This is the Pod Castro episode. This is the Pod Castro episode. If you listen till the end of the episode, first of all, congratulations. Second of all, there are some golden nuggets in here, man, that I feel like people really fucking need to hear this shit because... It'll save, dude, it can save people. I wish I would have heard this when I first moved here. Like, you just, you genuinely, honestly, dude, you threw down some golden nuggets, man. Thanks, and man. I think it's going to help a lot of people. The three people that actually listen. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, man, thank you. Uh, where can people catch your shit? What you up to? What's going on? I'm on Instagram. It's uh, I am Rod Castro. Okay. And that's pretty much the only thing I'm active okay, on. Okay, right on. I dig it. And uh, what you got coming up this summer? What I got coming up? Um, let's see. What can I talk about? 
Ooh. There's a lot of stuff I can't talk about. But um I just did um I just worked on the music for a movie called Spirit Untamed that's coming out on DreamWorks. It just okay. came out. Okay. Uh, I just worked on the soundtrack for Fast and Furious 9. I didn't know there were nine Fast and Furious movies. That's a lot. That's a lot of Fast and Furious um, movies. Just did a Disney film called Growing Fangs on Disney Plus. Worked on the score for that. Did like some Rodrigo and Gabriela shit. It's okay. cool. Um, Bootsy Collins record just came mm-hmm. out. I got to co-write some of that with him. Uh, live stuff coming up with like BB Rexa, Natasha Bedingfield. Um, I mean, just like a for lot. Sure, for sure, for it's sure. It's hard to keep up with everything. Real quick, one last thing. Sorry, everyone. If you could give one, just like one golden nugget with the endorsements because you are a ninja at it <laughs> and i don't even know how you do it what would it be for people that are wondering like trying to get endorsements working with companies like any advice that you could give to them same thing man like i my favorite endorsements and companies to work with uh-huh. are the people that i've become friends with who are the a reps there how do you meet them um nam or like just kind of like jam card stuff uh-huh. You know, like Gibson, I met them at a jam card mm-hmm. thing, and Ray and Beth, mm-hmm. they're like mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Strymon, um, honestly, like a lot of these companies, I just go to their websites, go to the little contact mm-hmm. us button, click on that. I just send an email. I say, hey, this is what I do. Uh-huh. I love your products. Uh-huh. I never, okay, here's my one thing that I will say never endorse a product that you don't absolutely love. Don't get an endorsement for the sake of getting an endorsement. If you endorse products that you actually mm. love, then you will get great use out of them. Mm-hmm. They will, it'll become a mutually beneficial relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Strymon, I was with them for a while. They got a new AR rep. I met with the AR rep. Turns out we were like lived in the same neighborhood, uh-huh. grew up in the same neighborhood, knew a bunch of the same people. All of that is just because I became friends with the yeah. reps. You know, PRS, win. I was hanging oh. out with him all day. I was there yeah. for like two hours today. We were just yeah. hanging out, talking shit. Yeah. I love the guy. Yeah. I have a great relationship with them because I have a really good friendship with the reps. So the same rule applies. Friends. But only be friends with people that you actually want to be friends with because fake friendships is the worst thing. There you have it, folks. Fuck Fake friend? <laughs> Actually, that's a BB Rexa song. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> and, uh, dude, you're a fucking king, man. I oh, love you. I, I look you, up to you. And uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you for coming to my little shindig and talking shit. Dude, we throwing put some dent, knowledge bombs. We put a dent in that bottle. We did put a dent in that bottle. It was mostly Chris. It was mostly Chris. Uh, but, uh, dude, how awesome is Chris? Chris is He's a good great. dude, huh? Yeah. yeah. A phenomenal guitar player as well, by the oh, way. Oh, man. I want to hear you play before we leave. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man. No, seriously, though, dude, thank you. And, um, I mean, I'm excited to see what else you're going. And I know you've been doing this for a minute. Same but with you, man. I'm dude, excited you, to man. see... All of this. Thank you, man. It's like, um, it's because of you guys, man. I like, seeing, I like seeing my friends shine. Likewise, dude. And uh, seriously, I hope everyone, somebody out there takes this information, runs with it. And if you're having any doubts, fuck it. Do your thing. Take this man's advice. 
Take my shitty advice. And uh, good luck to y'all. I love you guys. Any last words, Rod? Para la gente. Para la gente. Uh, I, lo I love families. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love families now. All right, Wait till you have a family. Oh, dude, I'm excited. Y'all, I love you. Muchas gracias. Take care, guys. Peace, y'all.